Hello and welcome to another podcast. It is Coach Mark Manila here from ESL, businessenglishexperts.com and initial-impact.com. Both of my sites are here packed full of information and support to help you live your best possible life. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share it far and wide on social media. Even if there's nothing else you can do, that is one thing that can assist everybody else to get their hands on this free information you are getting the benefit of. So, without further ado, today we're going to be speaking about how to improve your working memory. Now, what on earth is working memory? Well, it's really important because, especially if you're somebody who struggles with your working memory, um, some of my clients and myself, um, anybody who has anything like ADHD, can find that working in memory can be affected at times. Um, so you might find that you have about, like, if it's anything like my computer, about 500 gazillion tabs open. Um, simply because if I don't have things open, I forget what I was going to do. And I also have lists upon lists um, that I keep writing things down, but I just end up building more lists. So this can be a challenge. Now, I found a way that kind of works for me and everybody with this, uh, this particular challenge neurotypically will find their way around it. But what happens if you're struggling to find a way to improve your working memory or to train your brain? Um, so let's talk about it and also how it can help you even without ADHD. Um, it's going to assist you when you're improving your English because of course you need working memory in order to memorize new stuff and transfer it from your short-term memory, your working memory into long-term memory so that you can access it at a later stage, okay? So if you have problems with your working memory or short-term memory it means it's harder to store the longer-term memories and the information and retrieve it later okay so of course everybody you know occasionally you lose your keys forget the important date that is kind of standard but when it starts to become a habit you might be dealing with a poor working memory and it can be related to ADHD but there are other conditions or reasons for this so if you're concerned about this happening if it's happening more and more to you more frequently perhaps check it out with a professional and just be sure that there's nothing else happening here but let's talk about how learning how making checklists and developing routines can get you on track and keep you on track as well so you know sometimes we've all done it haven't we you've put your wallet in the refrigerator or you might have forgotten someone's birthday that's very close to you um, maybe someone's given you directions but you immediately forget them now often we think these are examples of inattention you know some teachers at school constantly criticize students for these types of errors um, but when we dig into working memory studies and, and research it a bit more, um, we find out that while these are examples of inattention, they are actually mostly signs of poor working memory. Um, working memory deficits are symptoms related to many types of learning disabilities or challenges, autism included, ADHD. Um, so there are, as I said, there are several reasons why this might be happening and you do probably want to check it out if it's causing you some problems with your work or just you're, you're feeling distressed about it. So let's talk about working memory. Um, short term memory, as I said earlier, is used interchangeably with working memory. Okay, And it simply refers to that information you're holding temporarily in your brain. Okay, So they're available when you need to complete a task. So it's like having a bit of a like a quick sort of uh, link in your brain, right? Okay, so you're going to maybe do the food shopping or something and you need butter, and bread and sugar. And when you're in the supermarket,
it, you suddenly remember, oh, okay, I also need something else. I need some meat. And so you head off to the meat aisle, okay? But as you're focusing on what types of meat you want to buy, the sugar has kind of disappeared off your, you know, your post-it note in your brain. And you arrive home with everything except the sugar, okay? So that could signify that the number of items you store in your working memory might not be as good or as many as maybe what your colleague can do at work, okay? And um, very young children have limited working memory skills. So they can often only hold about one or two items in their mind, okay? And working memory continues to expand and develop until about the age 15. And of course, not everybody develops at the same pace or has the same working memory capacity. So some people can store more info than others. And it's important that you bear that in mind, particularly if you're a parent of a child or a teacher, um, you know, working memory is a, a work in progress, literally. And um, if somebody's been born prematurely or anything like that, that can set things back. And of course, that's without even learning disabilities thrown into the mix or ADHD. Um, now, there's lots of disagreement about the number of information or amount of information that you can hold in your brain. And these are referred to as bytes, like computer bytes. OK, how many pieces? So some people say it's as many as seven, <laughs> others claim it's four. I remember when I studied psychology at A-level, whoa, a gazillion years ago now, and I remember us doing an experiment on this in, in class. It was kind of interesting how many digits uh, could you remember before just your, your brain just blew. Um, and so that was a fascinating experience. And of course, you can increase your working memory by grouping items together, all right? So a telephone number is often about 10 digits long, sometimes shorter or longer, depending where you are in the world. And we can often break the number into three groups, okay? So um, sets of say three, three, and then four digits at the end. And that allows us to use only three working memory slots to remember 10 digits, okay? So that's a bit of a hack. If you've never realized that for yourself, that's what you can do. So um, when you look at it, when you use working memory, we want to look at when and how you use it. So you use it in many situations like reading, writing, planning, organizing, following your conversations with a colleague, mental arithmetic, or following multi-step directors because it helps you stay focused and engaged with the task. Now, all of these that I just mentioned that you use when you're speaking English, right? Or your native language. Okay. And working memories are clearly essential at school. Uh, because it's important for us that um, we are good with that. Because if you've got a weak working memory, um, it tends to show more of a problem you're going to struggle at school than actually having a low IQ. All right, so working memory is more important than how intelligent you are. And that was found out by this research that was done in the United Kingdom. So um, when they researched this, pretty much all of the children with weak working memory scored very low on reading comprehension and the mathematics tests okay so here are some ways that poor working memory could affect you in daily life remember make this session into an active learning and listening session so listen for the vocab okay the linking words and then try to practice summarizing what you've heard in the podcast afterwards and that's a good test of your working memory but write it down as well just to help you get that neural circuit going down so for example you may wish to join in a conversation, but by the time the other person stops talking, you forget what you wanted to say. That's typically can happen a lot, right? Okay. Um, maybe you consistently lose your keys, your cell phone, your wallet, your purse, your dog, your cat. I don't know. Hopefully not your children. I'm going to be gracious. But joking aside, it can be a problem. This can really get troublesome. 
Um, maybe you get lost easily, even when you're just given directions. You may have trouble following people's conversation because you forget what the other person said. I mean, you know, if you were struggling with that, then how on earth do you even try and translate it, let alone then put it into your longer term memory? Okay. Um, you might have unfinished projects because you became distracted and forget about the first. Um, for me, because there's so much going on in my mind and I am very busy with different projects, you know, trying to do so many things, to be frank with you right now. Um, as I say, I have to have all these tabs open. Um, but the problem with all these tabs is that then they all just become like little icons. I have no idea. It kind of defeats the object. It's like I've got all these tabs. But in order to check out, okay, what was that again? I have to keep going and reminding myself. Um, and I have about three or four different browsers I also use. So you can imagine that happening. I've got like four browsers and then all these tabs in the different browsers. No wonder my poor computer's working memory is virtually dead, to be honest, it is virtually out of uh, working memory, to be fair, and that, that causes some problems too. Um, okay, so you may have trouble following the conversation and finish projects, and you might plan to do work at home, but then forget to bring the stuff you needed with you to do the work. So again, children can struggle with this. They may need to do homework, but then didn't bring the textbook home, right? Okay. Um, you might have to reread a paragraph several times to retain the information, or you might miss deadlines at work because you're disorganized and just unable to follow through on the project. So no matter what you do here, you do need working memory to help you do it, clearly. All right. Now, there are quite a number of things you can try uh, that can help you train your brain. There are obviously brain training programs. They were very popular in the 90s and the 2000s. Um, and also there's more recent ones. And research has shown they can help increase your working memory, but the benefits may not last beyond the training session itself. Mm -mm, that's not so good, right? Um, other research has shown brain training delivers improvements if you commit to sticking with it. As I say, consistency is key. But the first step to better working memory is to understand how it works and to almost accept your limitations. So we're not saying you can just excuse when you forget everything. But what we want to do is help you develop strategies to develop resilience to compensate for the forgetting. So many people with ADHD use reminder systems to keep certain things in order. So you could use a notepad, app on your phone, or like I do, pen and paper, but you've got to be prepared to look at it or keep a running to-do list of items of things. Like if I was going to go somewhere and needed to collect certain things, I would take a shopping list, right? Okay. Um, and that might be really something helpful for you to do too. Or use a timer or calendar app to remind you of appointments or when to break off from work. That can be helpful, although don't be someone like me who keeps snoozing it and saying, I'll just do five minutes more before I know it's become five hours more, okay? <laughs> um, it's the joys of living alone. Sadly, I don't have anybody here to actually say, you know what, Mark, maybe just take a break and let's go do something and then let's come back to it later. So I have to really be my own kind of parent on this. And it's hard um, because I always feel like there's so much I really need to be doing, particularly to help all my lovely students, because I just want to make sure that all that I've got in my head is out there for you now. Um, because of my personal situation, it's really important for me. It makes me feel better to think that it is out there on the internet, on the podcast, where you can all access it no matter where I might be in the world. Um, that's, a, I think, a very, it's a good thing for me at the moment to be able to do it. I feel that that's something I can make a difference in. Um, so, yeah, so try to set your own reminders or find something that works for you. Now, you can improve working memory and trying some of these techniques. Some might work, some might not. You've just got to trial them. Um, but 
really, what I would say is uh, break the big chunks of info into small bite-sized pieces, which is why I recommend 10 minutes of learning every day for 28 days, and then maybe increase it to a couple of times a day to do that. Um, imagine that you're getting ready maybe to have a party, and you've got a lot of things to handle, right? There's the cooking, the cleaning, the shopping, whatever. So just focus on one area and ignore the rest of the tasks until you've done that okay so if it's the cooking cook all the food first then focus on the cleaning but don't try and do it all at the same time all right it becomes a bit like chaos and overwhelming and can paralyze you um also use some checklists for the task so you might create the checklist for your first hour at work or your first hour at school so it might be listen to the teachers it might be if you're at work listen to the messages check and answer emails um, review yesterday's progress check with a supervisor for important tasks have a meeting with your manager whatever it is and then check it off as you go okay so you know that you've done this 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 and this try to develop a bit of a routine um, when you come home from work if you do go out to work um, if you work from home that's a bit harder but again try to develop a routine so put your cell phone keys in the same place every time this is the standard stuff i do um, just makes it easier to know that's where they will always be um, practice working memory skills so Using brain training programs are helpful. You can create your own, have fun with that. Um, write down six unrelated words and then start by trying to remember the first two words without looking at the paper and then add another word as you succeed. Okay, so you could do this with your English, right? Write down six unrelated English words. Start by trying to remember the first two without looking at the paper and then add another word as you succeed and keep going. Okay, um, experiment also with various ways of thinking and remembering the information. So you can possibly find, you remember listening easily if you create a song or make up a little rhyme about it or create pictures in your head, which is what I do with a lot of my students with NLP in our English coaching session. So if you visualize um, something that is associated with the word or the vocab we're using, it can really help you. Okay, so for example, when we learn the new vocab word ginormous or gigantic, okay, they both sound like giant. And of course, they mean big, right? Ginormous and, and gigantic is huge, big. So I say try to imagine like a massive like cartoon comedy giant in your head, make it really big and bright and loud and kind of whatever he has to be and see him maybe, you know, huge, towering over all these tiny little people like ants and little cars like ants, right? And see him stomping all over. And think of him as this ginormous, gigantic giant. So then when you're looking for the word, immediately you think, oh, huge. You're thinking, what's huge? Giant. And immediately, if you're visual, that image of the giant comes into your head. Giant, ginormous, gigantic. It tips your mind into picking and linking through it and getting gigantic or ginormous as the vocab that you want. Okay? So try to visualize like that. Also, um, when you're, say, if you're going food shopping, you need to pick up the bread and the yogurt and the cheese or whatever okay try to visualize yourself uh, going to the store the supermarket right and imagine going to each section of the store and seeing what it looks like and images are far more powerful than words so if you do that and practice rehearsing before you get to the supermarket where you're going to go you're more than likely actually going to remember everything you need at the store as you follow that visualization okay so that is something that can really assist you also, try to uh, minimize distractions to sharpen your working memory. So it's important that um, you try to reduce and tune out um, sensory input. 
and using mindfulness can help. So um, NLP exercises, guided imagery. And again, I'm working on those for you, which I will upload when they're completed. It's kind of a labor of love trying to create it with the right sounds and the NLP script. I want that to be right for you. It's going to help get you in the mind zone to just sharpen your focus and improve your confidence in your English. So I hope this will really be of help to you as well. Also, try to reduce multitasking um, because it can actually shrink areas of your brain. Oh, well, I'm, I'm completely doomed, right? <laughs> multitasking is linked to shortened attention span. So complete one task and move on to the next. That is highly difficult if you do what I used to do, which is coaching. When I used to coach um, on a particular platform, I used to have coaching calls one after the other. Literally, I'd be sat for like maybe six, seven hours sometimes with back-to-back -back calls. That means no break in between. And if you can imagine when there were technical issues, either with the Wi-Fi here or maybe the problems on the platform, because the platform was notorious for having lots of problems if lots of people were using it at the same time, uh, calls would drop and delay, which meant that student sessions would fall behind because they've still got minutes to use up. And it didn't seem fair to interrupt those students' lessons and say, we have to finish now, even though you've still got your minutes left, because if it was a platform problem, it's not the student's fault. But equally, it's not the next student's fault either. So it was a bit of a dilemma for me. And I would have to then kind of manically try and type messages to the next student, which was a nightmare, while still coaching the current student, right? So you're having to listen to the current student, still be present with them, still coach them, and also try and type at the same time. And remember, I do this one-handed because of my OCD. So this kind of stress, to say the least. Um, and I'm still doing it with a lovely thick smile on my face, making you look like nothing is happening here at all. Everything is under control, right? So yeah, multitasking can be a real challenge. But I used to find that um, actually for me, um, that rush of adrenaline that used to be, you know, um, actually added extra kind of power to my coaching sessions. Because by the time I'd finished seven hours like that, if we'd had a disaster of tech issues, because um, the entire night used to get affected, then, one call after the other. By the end of the night, I mean, you know, um, adrenaline like that can make you perform exceptionally well and be quite entertaining. So um, maybe added to my coaching sessions, maybe my students felt they got a better session for it. I don't know. But it wasn't a pleasant experience internally. I remember that. It was pretty stressful, to say the least. Um, also, try to add some exercise to your daily routine. Um, studies have shown that working memory increases with daily exercise. I would support that. Um, they don't really fully understand why. But there is some theory, um, it hasn't been researched enough, but physical activity improves the health of the brain cells. Um, it can also indirectly affect memory by improving the mood, helping you sleep better, reducing stress, which again can affect your cognitive ability. You'll know yourself that if you don't have enough sleep, um, your English can be terrible, right? Suddenly it's like, it's almost like you've forgotten um, how to say words and vocab that you, you knew simply because you're sleep deprived. I know this even myself. Um, if I have a bad night, because uh, with uh, the complex post-traumatic stress disorder, sometimes I can have very poor sleep. Um, and that does then cause a problem. So you don't feel you're functioning as well. So, um, and then of course, if you're not functioning well during your day, it affects everything, doesn't it? So I think that that's really important for you 
to bear in mind that getting extra sleep and also good daily exercise can help regulate the sleep so that you, you do feel fresh in the morning, okay? So those tips and techniques may hopefully help improve your working memory if you think you're struggling with that. doesn't matter whether you think you've got ADHD or have it or you don't. Um, there's always a benefit to improving working memory. Give that a go. Let me know how you get on. And if you find it helpful, please share it with anybody else you think you could benefit. And um, remember, I'm here to try and assist you all to just get the best out of your lives, okay? And thank you once again for listening. The program won't be you without you. And um, please feel free to tweet this out, share it on your social media channels. You would help me greatly because that is something I cannot do. But if you could be my hands and my fingers and and access that platform or two for me i would be ever so grateful it would really assist me and together we can make sure the coach marking them on the family spreads as far and wide around the globe as we possibly can stay safe always and i'll see you soon take care thank you for listening to my podcast and if you have enjoyed it please feel free to sponsor a segment if you're listening on spotify you can simply go to sponsor this podcast and you will be able to sponsor me for as little as just 99 cents a month which is highly affordable and also gratefully appreciated if you prefer to do something one-off then you can just simply buy me a cup of coffee again details are in the show notes below each program and you can click there and pay securely via stripe and again this enables me to continue providing these podcasts totally free of charge for you all here so even if you can't afford high level coaching i'm sure that every now and again you might want to sponsor me to enable this podcast to keep running for as long as possible for you thank you in advance for everything you can do to help keep me keeping these going for you and of course you can just simply help me by spreading the word about the podcast Put me on your social media, everywhere that you go, tweet about me, blog about me, whatever you'd like to do about me, as long as it's beneficial and it's polite, okay? I welcome all of that, but please just circulate the information far and wide. Our job here in the Coach Mark Manila family is to get this information into the hands of the people like you who really need this and deserve to get this at a really free price. Take care. I'll see you soon.